0: So, hey, man, what got you interested in playing music, man? What was the initial what was the initial kind of a catalyst for that? Uh,
1: I think for me, getting into music was uh, one of my uncles is on uh, my dad's side, his brother, he would come over. Like, he lived in Palmdale when I was in East L.A., and he would come over with his acoustic guitar, and they would have, like, these jam outs, like, just doing, like, old school Mexican regional, like, folky stuff, songs and then like that's what really got me into it. just like seeing them like have this like bond over songs was just like very magical for me and i think that's what got me
0: into the like, guitar heck yeah man that's 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 killer dude Like, when, when did you and your brother renee to decide to make a band when did, when did that start
1: um i mean him and i we would jam out like together at our cousin's house because they had a drum set there and um and we would jam out but we, we never formed like any groups or anything i actually started a band before without him and then um it wasn't until like later on when we decided like hey we should just like start our own group and then we just started going from there but that was probably like 2000 2008 2009 we started like just different different bands
0: nice man so i mean that so you guys been doing it for for a while now i mean like a good chunk of time Oh yeah definitely. So was your guys' like relationship like clo- uh, close? Were you guys close before starting the band? Or starting to play together at least? I think
1: yeah I think well like I mean we were three years apart so we always like hang out and like but I think like weed really brought us together like you know smoking out together I think was definitely like the catalyst that was just like like hey like we bond over this and then we had, like, the most, like, stereotypical, like, first weed experience. We got high, went to McDonald's, got munchies, and then came home, and we we're listening to, like, Pink Floyd, and, like, we were just, like, high as fuck. <laughs> Heck,
0: yeah, dude. Yeah. Um. I, how old are you the first time you smoked weed?
1: I think I, I was a late smoker, so I was, like, about 17.
0: You shouldn't even be getting into it at that point, dude. You got to be doing it, at, like, 12, 13, you know? It just started when I when I was a baby. Who's who's older, you or your brother? I'm three years older than him. Okay, you're the you're the eldest. You're like you're the you're the guy. You're the guy scoring the weed.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, pretty much. Actually, for the he started becoming the, the more of the pot, he's more of the pothead now. Actually, so I'm kind of like writing. Like I'll, I'll smoke once in a while, but you know, I've been working on this straight edge like a while. Like from booze and just hard drugs now.
0: Okay, for sure. What what what? Uh... When did did you quit the booze? Uh, During quarantine. I think
1: when I moved out here to, like, Albuquerque, like, um, to New Mexico, I was just kind of, like, I don't know, hitting the bottle a lot harder. I think it was a combination of different things, like, you know, laying off, like, coke, not not doing that anymore, and then, like, missing my family and not having any shows. So all of that was just, like, you know, fucking just, like, self-indulgence to the max, and then um, I just, like... it wasn't even like I hit rock bottom or anything. I think I just got to the point where I'm just like, "Hey, like, this is like not fun anymore," and then
0: stop. So, what, what kind of stuff were uh, were you getting into besides music when you were younger? Um, I mean, I think
1: for fun, I don't know the music, but bug just kind of bit bit me really hard to get all through my like 14th, like all through high school, pretty much. I was just like a loner, like playing guitar all the time in my room. Um. I started going out to gigs. That was kind of a thing that I like to do. I like to do a lot of drawing too, you know, just doing some doodles and shit. But for the most part, it's always just been music. I feel like later on, it became more like watching movies, you know, appreciating like movies, going to different like art shows and stuff. Now I'm getting into like, as I'm like, I'm 33 now. I feel like what I like to do now is fucking do shit around the house. Like, because we just bought a house out here in Santa Fe. So like, I feel like such a fucking grown-up, like, painting the house, you know, like, uh, buying couches, chairs. Chairs are so fucking expensive.
0: But... You're buying it? You're not just finding it and then taking it in, dude? You're buying it? Dude, you're an adult, man. Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> craigslist, Craigslist, that shit, dude. Just, like, you know, kid them up and talk them down 20
0: 30 bucks. More, dude. Come on, man. You got you to gotta watch some Pawn Stars before you get over there, dude. Talk them down. You know, you just got to talk them down off the price. Be like, 100 Let's do 50, dude. What do you say, man?
1: I'll give you five, I'll give you five
0: bucks. <laughs> I'll give you five, bro. And that's, like, pushing it, dude. And you're welcome for that shit, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's hard out here in Santa
1: Fe. Because Santa Fe is, like, more affluent. Like, it's weird. Santa Fe, I feel like it's, like, part of it is way more affluent than Albuquerque. So, like, definitely, like, it's a lot more retired, like, older people. And so they're the ones getting rid of shit, which is kind of nice because it's good shit that they're getting rid of.
0: So it's, like, yeah. It's prime stuff. It's prime stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. What what prompted the move out there? by New Mexico in general? Well, I came
1: out here searching for UFOs, and I found love and green chili, so <laughs> I stayed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you believe in aliens?
1: Oh hell yeah, man! I think the universe is too big to not believe in aliens. You know
0: exactly, dude. I I don't. I mean, I don't know if it's exactly like how it's portrayed like a like a a green or a gray dude just like coming out of a spaceship or something but like there's got to be something else out there exactly it's like it's way too big for just us to be there man you know to be here yeah but do you think if aliens were to come to earth that they would have already done it by now like we're already living amongst them could you could you fathom that yeah i mean because
1: the earth is pretty young you know as like as a as a planet and so definitely I mean like the universe is like way older than the earth like than the sun so it's like for sure So oh, I saw Blade Runner for the first time I never seen that movie and my, my girlfriend she's like super into it she's like she's like oh we should watch it you've never seen it and I was like oh damn it's a great movie about like the have you seen it Blade Runner
0: no I've never i never seen it but I, I I know what it is I've never seen it though is it good is it worth a watch
1: yeah, it's definitely worth to watch. It has like some really cool, surreal like shots in it, and the music's
0: cool. It's rad, man. Yeah. Did you really go out there to, to look for UFOs though? Was that, was that the initial? <laughs> was that the initial trip, dude? Or what?
1: Yeah, man. Just like I came out here with the with the with the sleeping bag and <laughs> binoculars, and then <laughs> I got. <laughs>
0: that's tight man that's tight how much of a shift has it been because you're, you're from east l.a originally yeah. like i mean like how much of a of a shift is that for you to move um i mean
1: there's a lot of like luckily like the parts that i'm in in new mexico there's a lot of latinos as well so it's kind of like the shift is like it's there for sure i mean you're not close to the ocean anymore You're kind of gridlocked um but I don't know. It's kind of cool. I, I, like, it's only a two-hour flight. So if I ever get like super nostalgic, I could just hop on a plane.
0: It's not bad, man. It's quick. Yeah, yeah. Is your brother still out out here in California? Oh yeah, yeah. The rest of the
1: band's still out there. I'm I'm the only one that like moved out here. Cause like I mean, the plan was to like like keep touring, doing the band, and then just like coming out to New Mexico just to like for like you know unwind and whatnot
0: and search for aliens dude i get it i understand man it's it's the best thing to do especially late at night clear skies how has being in a band with your brother for all these years like how has that affected your relationship did did it bring you closer together
1: yeah it it definitely has i mean because we you know once you're when you are out in the middle of nowhere and then like you're stuck in the van for like lots of hours, definitely there's a lot of tension, but it definitely brings you closer. You know, we get to understand each other. And we've seen each other like, we, we've like gone through so many phases, you know, where we just were like fucking fighting all the time. And I think now it's just, we're just at a point where we're both like adults. Like, you know, he reached, he turned 30 this year and I thought he was still like in his twenties. And then when he told me like, nah, I'm turning 30, it made me feel so much older. I'm just like, oh fuck, dude! Like we're not kids anymore. Like we're we're like adults now, <laughs> <laughs> dude. You're
0: you're you're buying you're buying like regular couches and stuff, dude. I already told you that you're solidified. You're an adult, dude. That's it. There's no going back, man. Yeah, man. Fuck it. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's tight, though, man. That that is that is really cool, dude. Um, that's rad to have like that connection with your with your brother, you know. I love my brother, but I couldn't be in a band with him, mostly because he doesn't like to play music, dude. I always try to get him to play music, and he never does. He never wants to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you're lucky, dude. You're lucky, man. Yeah, for, <laughs> it's
1: very fortunate to have like a like family in a band, you know. And it's, yeah, I think like the key to it was this communication. I think a lot of it before was like lack of it and like you know misunderstanding and kind. But once you start talking and shit, expressing yourself, then you're kind of like putting yourself out there so then like we can reciprocate and understand what we're feeling
0: that's tight man that's really cool so i mean the um would you consider like the because you said that you you went through a couple iterations of 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 bands with with renee like throughout the years from since whatever 2008 you said right we formed formed
1: our first band like in 2010 to get the, uh, but we started like jamming yeah
0: the the original the commons was that was that the iteration of that no,
1: we had a different band called uh we were called Hello, my name is Red. And uh and it was more it's I mean it's I feel like it's always sounded like what we sound like now, but now it's just like we found our niche, you know, and like we kinda of our niche, and then so we're kinda of like but it was always like kind of garagey rock and roll, mixed with like a lot thingy in there. But we never did reggae. We never did reggae, so never say never, dude. Yeah, I don't know, And I don't I don't think we <laughs> it's funny i feel like if you're if you're in a latin band or like in a latino band and you, you throw in some reggae it's kind of like you go downhill from there <laughs> do you, it's is that like the rule i don't know man i think so man i think for me personally then like that's when you become like a like a trader joe's like latino band you know because like it's just like it's so it's easy for people to just get into it and i'm just like man What's wrong with Trader Joe's, man? I, I, all right. <laughs> it's like we become the Trader Joe's salsa. Like, that shit sucks.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, man, I just want to take this moment to actually thank Trader Joe's for the sponsorship, <laughs> dude. Um, Trader Joe's, uh, good salsa, despite what you hear, man. <laughs> I, li- I like, I do like the Trader Joe's pancake mix, the one that
1: comes out in the fall with the, the pumpkin spice pancake mix. That shit's bomb. Oh, are you Are you a fan of the pumpkin spice just in general? No, I like the pancake one. though. that pancake one is just a seasonal thing that they do. It's fucking bomb.
0: All right, okay. Are you are you a coffee drinker? Um, not like super
1: f- coffee drinker, but I like you know, I like coffee every once in a while. Every, I mean, I like a morning cup of coffee.
0: Okay, so is it is it an every morning thing though for you? Is the is the coffee? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, during the yeah, it's,
1: I guess yeah, it is a morning thing. shit dude you're addicted man there's
0: no going back man
1: yeah my girlfriend my girlfriend she bought this like a mushroom tea type of thing and it's like um it's supposed to like how people get like like off of coffee but you know i don't know it's i always tried it and it felt pretty good it was like a butterscotch flavor though so it was kind of weird yeah
0: yeah you it's a lot of stuff going into that it seems like which is cool though you know whatever yeah you gotta try it, I guess. Was it was it magic mushrooms? It was just regular mushrooms though, like a portobello or something? <laughs> <The> shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, I, I don't know if you still are, but are, are, I know that you, you were, you are a fan of taking taking mushrooms back in the day, at least, right?
1: Oh yeah, I still like mushrooms to this day. I mean, it, it depends on the the situation. I like going on like on a on a long bike ride in the desert and. Taking a couple caps, you know, and just being lost—that's pretty fun.
0: No stems, though, only caps, huh? <laughs> yeah, micro—I
1: like microdosing more. Just like half a cap, half a stem. Mm-hmm. How, uh,
0: how, how much, or like, has that had? Has that had? If I could never get this out of my mouth, has that had any effect on uh, like the music that you create? Has it like made you more creative?
1: No, I feel like mushrooms are more like a personal thing. I don't think they really affect me. Like while I'm being creative, like maybe like spiritually, like or psychologically, they'll affect me, but not like directly. Like I don't take mushrooms and try to write music. I feel like weed probably is is a lot better for that. You know, smoking a little bit and then just like jamming. Because if I'm on mushrooms and I'm playing my guitar, I think I'm just gonna like. want to play guitar and just lay down, you know. Or go on the bike, man. Yeah, or go on a bike. Yeah, it's <laughs> fun. Taking a long hike too. Hikes are fun. Have you ever been on a hike on mushrooms? is just like it's beautiful.
0: I know, I never even taken mushrooms, but you know, I, I'm I like to live vicariously through others. So I'm glad that you're doing it. You know. Yeah, it feels great, man. The colors are just so vibrant, and the 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 air is just so
1: clean. It feels so good in your lungs. You're just like, <sighs> how
0: many how many uh how many times do you think like just ballparking it that you've taken mushrooms? Jim's.
1: Mm, like full doses like a full like mushroom trip mm.
0: or just microdosing all of it accumulative taking any any type of any amount of mushrooms even even microdosing and just full-on as well i would say a good ballpark maybe is like 15 to 20 times okay it's not excessive you know just like
1: because yeah. I think mushrooms are just more like when it's meant to be, it'll happen. Cause it's, it's like, it's a nice, like high, you know, it's not like, I don't know. It's nothing like Coke or some shit. You know, where you just, <laughs> that's a whole different ball, like drug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you ever fuck around with acid? Yeah, I did acid like three times. Um, the high is just like, it lasts way too long. I feel like to, for me, it's just, I'm like, ah, oh, man, like that's the whole day commitment. You know, you got to clean your house and get every, all your chores done before you do that.
0: Is mushrooms not the same amount of time? I mean, depending on how much you take, right? Yeah,
1: it depends on how much you take. For, for me, like mushrooms, I could like microdose and like, you know, just hang out at the house and whatnot. But then like with acid, I feel like if you take one tab. you you're gonna be tripping for like six to eight hours. Yeah, you're at a bad trip on
0: mushrooms or acid? No,
1: not really. I mean, maybe on acid just because I couldn't go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you just it could it's kind of like, you know, you feel kind of cracked out and you know, I'm like, ah I don't like
0: that part. Yeah, what was the best what was the best time you took like mushrooms? I think it was um maybe like Two
1: years ago, I was out in Playa, Playas in Tijuana, and uh, my girlfriend and I we got an Airbnb right by the beach, and uh, so we took like a good amount, and we were just like, it was cool because we were on vacation, and so it was just like nice seeing the ocean, and it was also very surreal because like it was like rainy, so it was very cloudy and like so it didn't look like your beautiful like beach type of type of day, but it just had like this really cool vibe to it. Mm-hmm.
0: That's cool, dude. You, you can be wanting to maybe take some mushrooms right now, dude. Mm-hmm. Look at you, man. You're a bad influence, dude. I'm not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> what prompted the name change between The Commons and Tropa Maika?
1: The biggest change for, for I think, was uh, more of a um, musical direction. I think we just wanted to. Just do something different, you know, we're like, yeah, hey, we've been doing the comments for like six years. We're kind of like, we should, we've, I feel like with that band, we reached where we we thought we could reach, you know, kind of plateau. I feel like for me personally, that's what I felt. And so it was like, it was exciting to start something new from scratch. Like not really from scratch, but, you know, just kind of like reinvent ourselves. And so that was the main thing. And along with like having a band name that sounded, more like what the band what the music sounded like you know because i think the commons you you wouldn't really be able to tell that it's a latino band i mean unless you heard our music so with tropa majica is more of that assertion that like hey we're it's a spanish band name you know so it's gonna it's gonna reflect that sound
0: yeah for sure and did you guys put out tapes as the commons as well yeah we did put out some tapes um did you ever
1: hear a pair space there was a venue out in Glendale. Right? No, Glendale Boulevard uh, in Echo Park. Um, they started doing tapes, and we so we got like really psyched up on that. They they put out tapes about, like Dirt Dress, um, AM. There was these bands. Um, did you ever hear of any of those bands?
0: No, no. May- maybe we say Dirt Dress. Dirt Dress, yeah. I I feel like I've seen a tape of theirs, but I could be wrong. But anyways, but that's yeah. Was,
1: so they put out tapes and then um we were like oh shit like we found out that they were just super cheap to make and so then we just started doing that tapes for a little bit vinyl because it's, it's faster than vinyl for sure and it's cheaper
0: right off the bat did you feel that that tropa maica was like different than anything else the commons and everything that was before that
1: no not at all i feel like it was just kind of like a steady progression you know, because um, since we never, like, were, like, on the record label, like, with the big advance or anything, everything was kind of grassroots. So, um, it was just kind of, we had a solid foundation, so just kind of building up, building up towards it. Uh, but we did get a lot of, like, resistance at first. I mean, our, our original manager that we have with the Commons and our booking agent, they both dropped us when we switched to band name because they... They, they were like, you know, we, we worked so hard in marketing and creating this brand for you guys. And now, like, you guys want to switch it all up. We don't know if it's going to work out. And so we were like, well, this is what we want to do. I mean, as artists, I feel like you all should be behind us on that. And so they weren't. And, uh, you know, but here we are now. We're, like, managing ourselves. We have a booking agent, Joey from Space Agency, who's been like doing good good stuff for us, too.
0: Well, shout out to Joey, man. And you know what, dude? It's important to do what you want to do, dude, in, in any regard, especially with uh, art in in that manner. I'm I'm glad, I'm glad you guys just, like, stuck with it, man, because obviously it worked out, you know?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, definitely. Like, uh, That's what's that, up, dude. <laughs> That's yeah. rad. Definitely, like, getting dropped by our manager and booking agent gave me, like, that little, like, the <clears throat> to, you know, just push harder. Yeah. Yeah, so it worked out for sure.
0: Sometimes you need a kick in the ass, man, and, and that and and that's what spurs better shit, dude. That's that's awesome, man. I like to hear that, dude. That's rad. What other bands were performing like on the same bill or like kind of around the the same areas that you guys were playing when you guys were, were, were coming up more? Um, I feel like some of the bands that we relate to are like Quita Penas. They're from Riverside. They have like this
1: Más Tropical type of sound. Um, Buye Bongo, they, they, they've been around longer. They have more of a Buyangu, like more um, Afro-Caribbean Afro-Carib- type of uh, vibes. There's better be careful. Um, I mean, we we started off, too, like, with with the commons. We were, like, friends with, like, Chicano Batman and stuff. So we saw their progression, too, you know, how they were growing. Um, and that was very interesting, you know, because they've they evolved a lot, too, which is cool. They changed their sound a bunch of times.
0: What other, um, were were you guys kind of, like, crossing, I mean, because you guys cross genres in your own right, were you guys crossing genres with, like, other bands as well? Yeah, like, I mean, like, I feel like, because a
1: lot of the influences, too, that we had weren't necessarily, like, local bands. We were listening to a lot of, um, like, uh, 60s uh, chicha music. It's uh, Peruvian psychedelic music from out in the, it's like the shanties of Peru, and like they created this style of cumbia, which um, incorporated the guitar and the organ. In, and And so, cumbia originally has like a it's more of an accordion kind of vibe, and so it's accordion based and like percussions, So cumbia like more of the traditional sense, but in Peru, the the guitar made its way down there, and so they incorporated that guitar and and like an organ keyboard in place of the accordion, and so. That, like is very fundamental, I feel like, to more of the instrumentation, to what we do. And then, but there's also bands like Meridian Brothers that they're a really great band. They're more contemporary, Fumbia Queers. Gomia Queers was the band that like, I think for us, for my brother and I, they, they were the band that, that really gave us like the thumbs up to blend rock and roll and punk with like Fumbia because we were kind of, at first we were a little hesitant doing that combination because when we were at parties, uh, people want to dance. And so when you throw in a rock and roll song, that's too heavy or you're yelling too much, people tend like the, the crowd at the time tended to like be turned off by that and they wouldn't dance. So they would just kind of be like, "Oh, well, like you it got kind of awkward, you know, we're like doing a cumbia and then we do a rock and roll song. And so then we saw cumbia queers from Argentina, they were on tour and they played like a cumbia version of Iron Man and dude when they played that song it was like oh yeah like like this is fucking dope like we we can we're going to just keep doing what we we're doing and then we we talked with them at the end of the night and they were just like yeah you guys like you know go for it you guys are on the right path and just keep doing it
0: heck yeah man that's sick that's that's really cool dude what uh could you like pinpoint like a certain band or artist that like, was like really really influential to you like it's like, oh, like you you, high, you hold them like high regards of like that. That's like some some good shit. Yeah, I
1: feel like Pumbaa Queers would be that band because of that. Um, because it's like it's four women in the four femmes, and um, and they just like they were like fucking balls out, like heavy dude, like heavy Pumbaa, and so they. I mean, we don't really know them on a personal level outside from that show, but. And I don't even know if they know what our band is, but they were for sure like big influence. I think another influence was definitely Chicano Batman because of their musicianship, like the way they they play, like their technicalities, like they're so fucking good at their instruments. And my brother and I, when we first started, we were like, oh, fuck learning how to play your instrument. It's all about like energy and having fun, being wild. But watching them, like they were kind of like, nah, 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 like you guys like, stop being like teenagers, you know? Like learn learn your instrument, you know, and so they definitely were influential
0: in that. Yeah, that, that that's cool, man. Um, how 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 big of a role did like the DIY mentality play, like a, like a part in like where you are even at today? Like how how big was it, like, uh, and it was it in a thought forethought of of your mindset from the get go? It's like we gotta do this ourselves to get anywhere
1: yeah i think once once you kind of like grow out of that like rock star mentality like we're gonna be rich and famous type of shit then you and you still want to do music which is a long journey you know because i feel like a lot of people think you're gonna get famous and like that's what you're striving for but once you kind of get over that hurdle then you're like okay well how do we proceed and then that's what it was for us we were just like well we're not gonna get signed by a label or anything so we might as well just put on our own shows and like Put out our own records, and uh, definitely like venues, like the smell, were like influential to that. Um, just like the backyard punk scenes in LA were also influential towards that, because you know people have their own fan base out there. Um, so it was definitely very helpful for us, influential and inspiring to do the, just see that like different communities come do do it themselves.
0: Sure, man. Yeah. How did you guys end up being in that 805 uh, ad, man? How did that come about? Oh,
1: dude. Um, So Fidlar took us on tour with them in 2019. Summer of 2019, we did a few dates with them, and we did a show in San Luis Obispo, and one of the artist reps from 805 was there, and we didn't meet them that day, but then... He, and he didn't even reach out to us. But then he saw us again when we toured with Pangea. We did a tour with Together Pangea in 20, what was it, 2019? Wait, when was, last year was 2020? Oh, no, 2020. So last year, it, like in February, right before the pandemic, we did a short West Coast tour with them. And that guy was there, and he saw our set in San Luis Obispo. And I guess he, like, he really loved, like, the fact that I took mushrooms during our set. And I'm like, dude, that shit was crazy because like the mushrooms kicked in like halfway through our set. And I just played this crazy ass like solo. I don't even know if it sounded good, but he just like he's like, yeah, I remember you just grabbed a handful of mushrooms and put them in your mouth. And I was like, oh fuck it. And he's like, and then he just reached out to us because of that. And so he was like, you guys are the band that we want. And like I mean, I think it's part of it because their, their, their new cerveza, it's like their, their brand that they put out, or their new beer, you know? It's like more of their Mexican lager, and so they needed, like, some brownness to, to promote that, so we're like, fuck it, we're, we're down, you know? We, I mean, I, I like 805, I like what, they, what they've been doing content-wise, you know, documenting, like, skaters, surfers, so it's, like, definitely, like, our sound fits
0: with that. Yeah, and who says that drugs never get you anywhere? That's a lie. and look at
1: me now i'm sober i don't even drink anymore but here i am like you know
0: hey but but if you were gonna drink it would be 805 right
1: yeah yeah that's right (laughs) we actually um, when we we were doing some some promo stuff because they wanted me to drink some so what they did is they like just got an empty bottle washed it out and put water
0: in it so i'm like drinking like i'm just like oh my god (laughs) and and you were happy to do it right because you know even if it's water 805 is gonna make the best one right Oh for sure for sure Yo, I'm trying yeah. to save your ass here man
1: if it's water I gotta give a shout out to our other sponsors liquid death
0: liquid oh liquid yeah. death okay cool yeah yeah for, they hook
1: it up with merch and like cases of water whenever I hit them up so
0: yeah uh liquid death um you know i'm I'm open you think that this is arrowhead but it ain't it's liquid <laughs> death you know you know what I'm drinking over here man <laughs> yeah yeah, shout out to Liquid Death. Send me some free shit. Um <laughs> when when did you guys and Felipe Esparza initially cross paths?
1: Um, oh yeah, with Felipe Esparza, we were at Tropicalia. Um it was the first one that they had and he was the MC. So he was introducing bands and stuff. And then after I set, I remember I, I asked, he, he asked me, he's like, hey, did you try any in the tacos? And I'm like, nah, man, the lines are too long. And so he's like, oh, here, try these vegan ones, because that was vegan. You know, he's fucking big, but he's vegan. And um, and so he goes into his little, like, green room area, and he brings out a plate of tacos, and he fed me. He's just like, here, try them. And, and I tried them, and, and um, they were great, and you know? i and so ever since then we were just like I don't know he just like liked this <laughs> I think it's because we look like we're like we could be related and shit you know something about it he just and so we just had a good communication you know we just talked to each other we would hang out you know we played his birthday party once that was cool everybody was getting super stoned for that
0: that's rad man I've I've liked Felipe Esparza for like a lot like, I remember like watching him as a kid and like. I, I've, I've always loved this comedy and that was, that was super sick that you guys like cross paths and I know you guys talked about it before, but um the the song that you made for a special dude like that's like that's really killer and you guys should go watch it. It's Fleeyspars what what's, what's what's the title of it what's the what's the name of the special? It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. The special's
1: called Bad Decisions and uh, yeah, we wrote the theme song for the, or the opening song. Uh, there's even a clip in there where my brother and I are, like, playing the instruments and shit. We got At, all, like, at the beginning? Stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was awesome, man. That, that, that's really cool, dude. How, how much did that help you out in terms of, like, gaining some more, like, notoriety or, like, even listeners? Yeah, I mean, that helped out a lot. I mean, Felipe was
1: very, like, he was very, like, cool about, like, just, like, promoting the shit out of our band. You know, he's like, hey, these are the guys that, like, wrote the song. I mean a lot of people I feel like got turned on to the band through that one song. Like on our YouTube, I think that one has like the most plays or some shit just because of that on Spotify too. But um yeah, no, that was very helpful for sure.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. What what uh did you think it was gonna be as big as it was when you when it first came out? I mean we knew it was for
1: Netflix, so so we we're like, Yeah, I mean the pay the pay for that was was pretty cool too because I helped us finance like the album that we put out we are just like oh shit let's just invest this and double this shit you know and so that's what we did we we put the money in towards the record financing the vinyls recording it and then flipped it times four baby
0: (laughs) heck yeah dude that's what I like to hear man that's awesome dude that's do you have a personal favorite song from your uh, discography so far like do you have one that really stands out to you um let's see I don't know, there's there's a few
1: of them. I think surfing brain was like one of my favorite ones for a bit, but then I stopped. It just it, it it depends. They always rotate. I think since we haven't performed any of them like really live in front of people, I can't really see which ones people vibe off of because then that usually helps figure out for me what song I can get more into, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh what, what subjects are you like drawn to writing about? Like what inspires you to to sit down and like, oh I should I should write about this? I think for the
1: the album that we put out last year, a lot of the themes were... Because those songs were written more like in 2019 kind of towards the end of that. So they were more I think about like beginnings and endings, you know, like relationships and stuff like that. Um, but like currently, actually like because we, we're working on some new stuff and like I was looking at I was listening to the lyrics and like just like realizing that a lot of them have more to do with like death and like more like um, I think it's because of like the whole pandemic. Those those are subjects that were very present, and so then like they kind of take on like that grimness, but they're more of a on the other side of it sorry i'm like looking at this paint that i painted and i'm like oh fuck i missed some spots
0: no <laughs> oh, it's good dude i mean because i mean this podcast won but the home renovation that shit doesn't stop dude so yeah priorities first i understand man
1: yeah take this out so like watch
0: yeah. flip it dude let's see it
1: so that's the living room i painted the hallway the living room this is my little studio here this is looking good dude you, you got a nice setup here man i oh, think that's
0: uh that's where i keep all my like junk and shit but, um... That's what the closet's for, man. You just, you shove it in there, and you're like, alright, it's good in there, and then when you open it up, you're like, fuck, why is all this shit in here? It's just a constant... It is, that's how it is for me, at least, you know? Yeah, man. You know? That's rad, dude. Are you, are you seeing any, like, you, you saw... I didn't see any spots that you missed, though, man, I'll be honest. Yeah, they're very, like,
1: small. It's just more like, like... I I'm like the only one that like obsesses over it. I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. God. There's one spot right there. One spot right there, you know, but for the most part, I think for being my first time painting, I think I did a good job because this guy was going to charge us $4,000 to paint the whole house. And I'm just like, fuck that. I'll do it. And then I looked up some YouTube videos and shit. And like, I was like, all right, cool. I can do this shit. It took a long time, but.
0: How much did you charge? How much did you charge? I know the guys asked for 4,000. How much did you ask for?
1: I asked myself for $2,000, and um, and so I, that's why I'm investing in equipment for myself because that's what I saved, you know, because if, if we, my girlfriend and I would have split that
0: four grand. So, yeah. Heck yeah, dude. But that's a little bit steep, though, still, man. I wouldn't pay that. Oh, man. <laughs> to yourself, dude? No way, man. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking painting. It's fucking expensive, but yeah, yeah.
1: that's where type of shit is expensive
0: right yeah Re- renovations and everything yeah i mean i can only imagine dude i'm not i'm not i'm not paying those bills but i i hear what you're saying dude i just can't relate to you but i respect it what's <laughs> what's one song you wish you could have written
1: um there's a couple but i feel like Lately, there's this one song, I don't even know who it's by, but it's like it's called Monstro, and it's it's like kind of like, just like I love this guitar riff, and it's so simple. It goes like, ding, 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 and it goes, hey, Monstro, quítate de aquí. It is very, like, 60s, kind of like the, like de aquí, very garage rock and stuff, but I don't know, like I love that song. I think any song that gets stuck in my head, I fucking like, wish I wrote it because it's just so catchy. I'm just like, ah.
0: Oh. It's a good indicator of it right, for sure, man. Yeah. What's the best concert you've seen? Uh, let's see. I saw
1: Gogo Bordello for the first time last week. They were fucking great. I didn't know like how much energy they had on their on their shows. I mean, I heard about it, but we're some, we're like talking with them about hopefully supporting them on a tour. So that'd be cool. They got it down for sure. I think our sounds would match well. Gogo Bordello was great. Um, the one concert that I remember that made me tear up a bit was um, watching um, Alabama Shakes. I think the first time I saw them perform, it was just like, it was at the Greek theater. And I had, I mean, I, I didn't really know their music. Someone took me, they were like, hey, you wanna come see this band? And I'm like, sure. Like, And then so I, I experienced other songs for the first time, you know, live. And so it was just like, whoa, like, it was, that was, that was great.
0: For sure, man. That All right, all right. Those are, those are just two good ones. You, you came right out of the gate with that, though. Like, you were, you were prepared for me to ask you that. You are like, I got this right away, dude. <laughs>
1: I, I, Randy Newman was good, too. I saw Randy Newman at the Hollywood Bowl. Oof,
0: that
1: was so good. He's, you know, that's that's the goal. I mean, to be that old and just that, like, I'm going to write music for myself so that when I'm old, I can play it really well, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to hone in on it for a couple of years. So, so that I grow into it, you
1: know, I grow into those songs, like, just like old people like just kind of rocking keyboard or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the craziest show you've played?
1: Oh man. I think, uh, as far as like audience wise or just like in general, in general, I mean, they're... let's see. Well, the one that came to mind right now is like, we played this show in Marfa, Texas. And, um, and it was an outdoor show, but there was a fucking monsoon during our set. And, dude, so, like, rain was just coming, like, in all directions. And, like, we, like, we only played three songs, and <laughs> we had to rush off stage. And at one point, I remember I felt, like, my microphone shocking me. I'm just like, oh, fuck. And so we ran off stage, you know, grabbed our gear, fucking packed everything up, and then like the whole like campground areas got flooded and people were like just like I mean, because people are all drunk and shit. And like they were like <laughs> jumping in the mud and I'm like, you guys are nasty. <laughs> but that was pretty crazy because I mean, of the storm. But LA, LA, shows are always really fun for us because you know it's like we don't play it that often because of radius, you know, radius clauses with other shows. So when we do play LA, it's always fucking cool. This one time. We performed at the Echo Plague, and our bases he like, he was in, a, he was in a stage that, but when he staged of like they caught him, but not like all the way. So he kind of went through, and and then he came back up, and he his head looked like someone poured beer on it, like it looked wet. And then I I, I touched him, and and like I'm like, oh fuck, dude, you're bleeding. And so it turned out he like cracked his like his head open. And then he just like didn't finish the song. He gave it to the keyboardist. He gave his bass to the keyboardist. The keyboardist like played the riff, and then he took off. And it was the last song already. It was like the encore. And then we were just like, "What happens to Jason?" And he was like in the restroom, <laughs> and and they were like, "Hey, Jason, are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm taking a shit." <laughs> oh man, as you do after a, after a head injury, dude. You know priorities. Yeah, man, man. But yeah, he had to go to the hospital for that and shit. We, like,
0: yeah, I bet, it. man.
1: <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, he's still paying off that medical bill. We tried to, we helped him out a bit with that, you know, because it was like it was a band boot, band dude, or what do you call it? Like a band duty, almost
0: like, you know. Yeah. Like, hey, here's some money, dude. Because because you help people. You support people. Yeah, man. We love him. Especially Jason, man. Shout out to Jason, dude. What makes a show good in your eyes uh it's a good question actually um i appreciate i try to get one in each episode dude and i and i keep on saying this and I'm, I'm hitting them i'm hitting them all right first good one though towards the end
1: yeah because like um actually i was thinking about that the other day because um we played some events like acoustically recently and like we did one corporate show for 805 and and i was just kind of like since i'm not drinking anymore like i have to like like in a way like fall in love with performing again, you know, like find what really works for me, add. And I was thinking like the one thing that I feel like would drive me to keep performing is like having an attentive audience, not an audience where they're just there to party and get fucked up. I feel like that's like a big thing for me now is just like having people that are paying attention, like listening to our songs, you know, as well as getting into it. But I feel like that's that's what would be for sure, like makes a good show. It's like having them like where I'm telling the story throughout like one of the songs, and then like everybody just kind of like listening. I think that would, that's for sure like my, my ideal setting for a show.
0: Getting into it on a on a deeper level though. Yeah, for sure. Rad man. Yeah, that's cool, dude. Yeah. Do Do you remember how you felt like the day before you left for your first tour? Like, what was going through your mind at that point?
1: Yeah, fucking party. (laughs) <laughs> party for a month and we're just like oh yeah we're doing we did like 32 dates on our first us tour with as the commons and um, we were like hell yeah this is gonna be fucking fun and then like by week two we were just like oh fuck we partied too hard these first two weeks and like
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> what what memories stand out for you dur- during that that first tour uh
1: well, that first tour was really fun because um, we were as we were, we did a four piece and we had our saxophone player named Jesus. Um, he has his own band called
0: Ingredient. Whoa, Let's see. You're, you're still here, man. You're still here. You just you, you just got to go break. I get it, man. We've, we've been going for a minute here. Oh yeah, yeah, somebody was calling me. I don't know who it was though. Should answered it, dude. Answer those spam phone calls, man.
1: Oh fuck yeah! Like, hey, do you want insurance? <laughs> okay. Then, this you know this is this is the saying? IRS. It's
0: like. Shh. Yeah, right. Oh,
1: nah. <laughs> Rest
0: in peace, unemployment. <laughs> the EDD, dude. The EDD, man. Right <laughs> out. Right out. Yeah. That's it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, for that tour, I think one of the best memories was a like touring with our homie Jesus, who who's in a band called Ingredient Ten. And oh,
0: can- oh yeah. He, I, Jesus vintage gear on Instagram. Yeah, yeah great guy man shout out to jesus dude he's he's great yeah yeah he was fucking wild i mean he would
1: he would perform with the saxophone and then get on a skateboard do a kickflip and still be playing and i was like yeah that his showmanship was just like yeah off the charts you know you can't top that
0: that's that's crazy and if you guys are looking for like vintage stuff especially in like the oc la area uh check out his stuff on instagram uh, he's oh. just vintage gear he always has great stuff so if you're looking for some for some cool shit he's got it for sure or i really like him and he's a nice guy dude for oh, sure yeah.
1: Cool. yeah yeah yeah
0: he would, he would ask me he would ask everyone around too he's like david why do you have to drink to
1: have fun <laughs> 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 Like I don't know, man. I just like it because he doesn't drink. You know, he looks sober. (laughs) But yeah, that show that would always stick with me. I'm just like now that I'm sober, I think about that. Like I don't know, I had to drink to have fun.
0: He's 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 on some other shit, man. He gets he 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 gets his highs other way, like riding a keyboard. Like I I remember seeing that at OC Hurricane show. That was rad. That was really cool. He brings a lot of good energy, man. I I I really like him, man. He's he's a cool guy. Um, What are some milestones? like some big milestones in your eyes that you've passed with tropa Maica. like what like what 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 really stands out to you like that was fucking crazy that we did this or that or whatever
1: um i think right now the most recent one was probably seeing ourselves on a billboard but actually seeing it in person that was that's he was like, I, since I'm out here in New Mexico, I don't really, there's none out here, but everybody tells me like, oh yeah, we saw your billboard, you know, and they'll tag us in it, but it doesn't look the same as opposed to like when I'm like standing under it and I'm just like, whoa, this is like, it's like, it's me, but like bigger.
0: <laughs> That's cool, man. Yeah, that must, that must be a really cool feeling, dude, for sure.
1: Yeah, that one for sure was great. Um, the whole Netflix theme was also really good. I think Fools Gone Wild doing the, the theme song for them. That was really cool. Getting to meet the guy from Fools Gone Wild. I don't know if you're, you're familiar with that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: so Getting to Meet, um, Little Mystery, that, that was fucking cool. We were just like, oh, shit. Like, yeah,
0: it's, it's, and who it's is awesome. it, man? Drop it. Who is it?
1: <laughs> it's Felipe Esparza.
0: <laughs> I knew it, dude. I knew it. He's doing so much stuff, dude. Oh, man, that's great. All right. <laughs> we'll talk after we're gonna get to the bottom of this <laughs> um what do you, what do you see for the future of, of Tropa america um i feel like
1: for the next you know that's a good question because my brother and i we tend to like every every like year or so we do like a five-year plan and we have we need to catch up on it because we for uh, for the next year i think we're gonna tour put out another album and then um I mean, just keep doing that, you know, for a little bit, keep putting out music, touring it. And then, I mean, ideally the goal would be just to keep growing our fan base and like doing more festival sh- shows and uh, support shows for like bigger bands. you know, not be playing like dive bars and stuff anymore. Like I told our booking agent, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I can handle doing dive bars anymore just because like, it's like, I don't know, the green- there's no green room and I'm not going to be drinking. I'm, like, you know, I want I want somewhere where I can watch some TV. <laughs> some ancient aliens, dude. That's what you gotta be watching then.
0: Yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. <laughs> definitely yeah. like just just keep growing, you know. I think that, that would be our goal is keep growing as a band, keep growing as as uh, musicians and uh
0: yeah, just keep doing it. That's rad, dude. That's rad. Well, hey man, I like to wrap this up with some promo, dude. So uh I mean the people can stream Troppo Maika's music on all streaming platforms, you're everywhere, right?
1: Right, right, yeah.
0: Wherever the people listen to music, that's where they can find it, right? Oh yeah, you can find it at your
1: Swap Me available in cassette.
0: <laughs> two two for ten. <laughs> yeah, dude. Love it, man. Love it. And uh <clears throat> the, the merch is at a uh, Tropa Maika. That's T-R-O-P-A-M-A-G-I-C-A.bakartel.com. That's where the people can find it, right?
1: Right, right. And then we also have a video game coming out um we're still finalizing the date but it's going to be available like on android and like apple or like what is it the app store and shit for iphone and for Android. but it's gonna be cool it's a story about my brother and i aliens come speaking of aliens aliens come um and they take away the masters to our new album and so then we're, we're fighting the aliens to get them back. And it's kind of like, it's in the style like of Mario, where you go from left to right and you just jump. It's a very simple game, but it's going to be really cool.
0: That's rad, dude. That's yeah, rad. This fall. this fall, dude. We'll keep, keep an eye on A-O and, uh, and uh, Tropa Monica on Instagram. And then you can stay up to date with everything that's going on, right? That's the best place? Cool, man. Awesome. David, dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it, dude. Yeah, thank
1: you, Jacob. Appreciate it, too. I
0: appreciate you, man. We'll, we'll, we'll talk right after this. I'm going to stop recording, man.